Welcome to episode, oh God, what episode are, four, episode four. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back to episode four of Post Credits. Yes. I'm one of your co-hosts. Holy shit. Brian Shove. And. I, uh, record yeah. and uh, edit the podcast, and with me is my other co-host. <laughs> Matt Pepler, uh, fumbling across the start line. Uh, That's all right, we recovered though. <laughs> Yes, we now have intro music. Uh, How thanks about that? to yeah, sounds pretty awesome. Special thanks to uh, John Schuler of the Horror Dads podcast that reached out reached out to us uh, to see if he wanted or if he could make something for us, and it turned out fantastic. So we really appreciate that, John. Thank you so much. Yeah, big time. That's really awesome, man. Thank you so much. That's so cool. Um, but to, on this episode, we're talking about. John Wick. Uh, this movie is amazing. Uh, there is a funny meme that I saw when this movie uh, kind of started rising to popularity. And it was like, make John Wick into a drinking game type of meme, right? Where it was like, take a shot every time he gives someone a headshot. And it was just like someone like passed out with paramedics around him trying to resuscitate him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, for sure. You know? Uh, we're not talking about John Wick 2 in this episode, unfortunately. Maybe some other time. But a follow-up meme for that one. Let's, let's get to that at some point, too. We'll, we'll do them for all. Sure. We'll, we'll do the John Wick trilogy. Sure. Uh, we'll do I'd all love th- to. We'll do all three of them. But there's uh, a follow-up meme, right, of the same context. Uh, and it was like, make, make John Wick into a drinking game part two. But it was just a tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the man. person drank so much that they killed themselves. That's Chuck Norris level. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this movie uh, flew under the radar for a lot of people when it first came out. Um, I was at, I saw it when I was babysitting my two nieces at my sister's and they were asleep and I'm like, I was trying to find something to watch. Right. <laughs> how, like they don't go into bed. Okay. What? How was, old are they? Yeah. How old are they? Because I want to make sure are you're they? being a responsible babysitter. Well, like putting this R-rated, gory ass movie. No, on. they they weren't watching it. They were in, they were asleep. This was like ten o'clock at night. Yeah. But the the uh, the youngest one at the time was like two, and the oldest was uh, five, five or six. Dad's too young to be watching this. Yeah, this stuff. you know, I saw RoboCop at about that age. So you know, with any luck, you ruin their life. So, <sighs> Possibly. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, being an adult. And then seeing kids, because I saw like Alien when I was seven, and there's no way that I would introduce that movie to my two nieces, and they're like at the same age that I would have seen it. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Different well, parents. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting to hear like the old timers be like, you know, your generation is so desensitized, and your movies are so violent. And look at the cartoons. You know, because like all those classic Warner Brothers cartoons were about characters trying to kill and eat each other. (laughs) And the newer cartoons are 
you know, nice and fluffy and about sharing. And this is how you, you know, be nice in a community and things like that. Right. So I, there's a little bit of a lopsided, you know, it's almost like the violence shifted where it's supposed to be. Where like, you know, it, it went from like the child's cartoons being super violent to right. shifting to the adult movies being super violent instead of, you know, the, but, you know, again, to go back to like the old timers example, you know, you look at a shootout in John Wick, you know, headshots like crazy. And then you look at a shootout in, you know, an old Western movie. And it's a lot of people just kind of falling over with like, right. no, you know, blood splatter. It, it, it's that like 18 kind of thing where there's really no like the the consequences of the violence were more implied Right. <laughs> there's no there's no implying violence in John Wick, no, uh, which is hilarious um, because it, it becomes comical. Right. Because it's you not. So? Uh, yeah, I do, because it's not that he kills them. He makes sure they're eviscerated. Right. Because uh, there was this one and I re I rewatched this again today. There was one scene where he finds the kid, right? Or the young one, the villain, I guess, the punk Russian kid mm -hmm. in the pool party. And this fucking Goliath of a bodybuilder jumps out of the pool after John Wick. John Wick shoots him four times in the body, like going up from the stomach, right? Bam, 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 bam. And then shoots him in the head. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that one up because I, I felt like that was out of character um, because he's so economical with, you know, like, cause like getting through the club to that point, like there's like a guy hiding behind a pillar. So he, he shoots him in the foot. So he, you know, lurches forward to then shoot him in the head, you know, boom, boom, done, move on, boom, boom, done, move on. Um, you know, there was a lot of that stuff. And then that guy, for whatever reason, he just felt like he had to super kill Right. You know, but, but I mean, maybe that's what you're saying with like the comedy where, you know, the the violence sort of, you know, in that Looney Tunes fashion becomes comical. Right. And like he's insanely surgical. I mean, we are getting a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, I, I mean, this this podcast is kind of spoiler ish. If you say, I mean, that might be an understatement. Well, I don't know, think you should I, be listening to this I, I these like, episodes if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm the person who, you know, came to this six years late with a hot take. You know, it's like, which hey, is, you know, that John Wick movie. <laughs> like those are it's bad. really surprising that you haven't seen it, that you yeah, haven't seen it up until now. And there's no good reason. Absolutely none, because I'm a big fan of the Expendables films and Stallone's great comeback that he's had has been really cool to see um you know and they've been talking about making a fourth expendables film and it just hasn't materialized for whatever reason and the last rambo movie was kind of a letdown so you know knowing that there's a series of kind of like it's just modern enough that audiences today can enjoy it so it's not you know a throwback but it really is that kind of 80s style of you know just ridiculous bullshit you know 
Um, you know, but but it's like I say, it's modern because he's he's they they call it like the fighting style gun fu, um, right? Which it, I I feel like is kind of a take off of um. Oh, what was that? Uh, uh, terrible Christian Bale film, Equilibrium. I think. Where, where I didn't had, think that that movie was that bad. It was slow in plotting and dry, and there's a lot of parallels between like why that should have been John Wick level awesome, <laughs> but it wasn't um, because they overwrote the world building, you know, where here's this drug and here's the society and they had all this futuristic stuff. Whereas John Wick kind of does the reverse thing where you have kind of, you know, the same level of really cool, action you know really well devised action sequences but they didn't the world building is like just thinly written enough that it's not obnoxious because every character in the movie knows more about john wick than you do (laughs) the audience you know and there's this whole weird thing with like the coins and it's like okay that's kind of a currency but they never belabor that they never explain that and i think that's where like you know equilibrium kind of got bogged down even though it was a similar idea of like you know guns are cool martial arts are cool you know let's let's milk right let's mix the two together and make this super flavor of like badass cool um so that kind of got bogged down in that but john wick really didn't and you know a lot of people say that you know that well there isn't much uh about the the plot in this it's like <laughs> do you, you want don't there, need it do you want there to be you no because if there it. was you would be bitching about that so it was it was very well handled in that regard now that we've yep, gotten the, completely it's... off topic <laughs> The, the plot's so simple, and it, it's just to move the action forward, right? Mm-hmm. It's about an assassin who's no longer a part of the mafia, who shortly after his wife dies, these people steal his car and kill his dog, and he's out for revenge. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, you know? But but even the dog thing, you know, they, they put a nice little twist on that with it was the last gift of his wife. That's you know? right. Because, like, the, the movie kind of opens with him watching a video. And, like, that right there is, like, very tropey where, like, a character sees a video of another character. And they're just kind of, like, absurdly lovey. You know, in in a way that regular people aren't. But it, you know, it's like, oh my dear, you're so wonderful, and this is amazing, <laughs> right. and everything's dreamy, and uh, you know, it's this kind of impossible bullshit movie video that you see in a lot of movies, where you know, it, like I say, it's very tropey. But I I thought it, it it was kind of a cool extension of that to just like get that out of the way, and then you know it. It's okay. There, there was a gift beyond that, and that was sort of, uh, you know, him. Hmm. Not re- It wasn't redemption, but it, it was almost uh, like giving him a level of hope, of like here's, right. here's this unremoved thing that's totally innocent. It has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, um, but man, does he? After all this. He seeks some righteous vengeance. It's uh, 
it's just amazing. Uh, do you want to know how many people got killed in this movie? Is is there an official count? Of course yeah. there is. Yeah, let's let's run let's run down some statistics from John Wick. Oh, Seventy-seven enemies were murdered by John Wick in this movie. Of those seventy-seven, fifty-eight were headshots. Okay. <laughs> yep. Kills that have nothing to do with a gun include six with his car, two choked by wire, three by broken neck five by knife and two by bomb detonation. Holy shit. Uh, his accuracy in the movie was 86.52% with only 122 bullets shot. <laughs> wow. So fewer bullets. I mean, it seems like action is just con- Well, but that's, uh, that's by John Wick though. Mm-hmm. That's not the other characters. Right. Because the opening of Predator 2, holy fuck. Like, there is right. more bullets fired in the first 10 minutes of that. Like, entire wars have been fought with right. fewer bullets than the opening 10 minutes of Predator 2. And it feels like nobody's getting hit by comparison. Right. Uh, yeah, this... Uh, yeah, so he only missed... 13 and a half percent of the time. He's pretty surgical. Yeah. You know, like. that's, that's about my Resident Evil 4 percentage yeah. rate. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil 4, right in there, about 80 percent. Uh, so um, he, uh, like the movie after his home gets invaded, I don't know. I feel like you start realizing who he is along with the villain of the movie who is responsible for stealing his car and killing his puppy. You know, you're kind of finding out who John Wick is as he is, you know, Mm -hmm. because this punk has no idea what he got himself into. He steals the car and he takes it to a machine shop uh, uh, owned by uh, John Leguizamo. And, uh, which, you know, which right there, I was expecting this movie to take a huge turn because right. <laughs> John Leguizamo is like a professional scumbag in, you know, I'm sure he's very nice in real life, but in every movie, you know, Carlito's Way, Land of the Dead, he's just the guy you know is going to fuck you over. <laughs> and then, right. so that was kind of brilliant casting because that was kind of like a red herring because I'm like, oh man, you know, this is about to take a you know things are going to go seriously sideways and right wait when a he, minute john leg was out cholo's yeah. doing the right thing yeah benny blanco from the bronx is doing the right thing right and he's wow. he's angry and nervous that john wick's car not driven by john wick shows up to his machine shop you know <laughs> uh uh he doesn't say to uh, this kid who the car belongs to, but he uh, ends up punching him. You know, John Leguizamo does in the face, giving him a bloody nose. There's a little bit of a standoff between them. And the as you find out, you know, like, oh, the this is the mob boss's son. And then the mob boss ends up calling John Leguizamo to be like, you, you struck my son. 
what do you what do you have to say about that? And he's like, I you know, I did. Uh, but it was John Wick's car and he also killed his dog. The mob boss goes, Oh, and hangs up. Yeah. So now you you start to realize John Wick himself is has a, a very violent past, you know, which ex- is explained to the punk kid as you move forward. This is where like, oh, he's an assassin. Yeah. He got know, out and, of it. And, I, and I feel like that character is very, you know, typical of what most people expect a well-to-do child to be like. or You know, they're just kind of falling through life, getting by on their name, not really you know, earning their station in life, you know, because he, this kid has no business being above all these other mafioso that he, that he does. (laughs) And it's, um, it is kind of amusing to watch just kind of in a blue collar way. Uh, you know, the, the hitmen who are stationed around him kind of just like, ah, all right, you know, just on babysitting duty. Right. And they're all kind of annoyed with him, you know, but, uh, uh, um, so the mob boss tries to kill John Wick by sending a hit squad to John Wick's home, right? Because he doesn't, the mob boss doesn't want his son to get killed, you know, but he knows it's going to happen if he doesn't kill John Wick, right? John Wick's now on a mission. And (laughs) this awesome Gun sequence happens where John Wick eviscerates about 13 people in a short amount of time who are trying to break into his home. And it's awesome. Uh, it, it, it's really a tonal shift from what became what came before it, where you were talking about how it's kind of like stereotypical mushy stuff. You know, you feel bad for John Wick because he goes through his wife's funeral and people are sad for him and everything. And then you see him literally like come out of the shadows. You know, he's dressed up in his suit, his assassination suit. uh, And he sees the people breaking into his home and he walks out and it's like the only thing that you can see is like his face a little bit and then the rest is in shadow and it's it's awesome it's awesome what happens uh this had me like sit up uh when i watched it the first time because up until this point it doesn't seem like it's gonna be a full throttle action movie you know you know it's it's weird to think that you know this movie felt like a slow burn because we're talking about (laughs) <laughs> like minute eight into a 90 minute movie that <laughs> right. you know all hell breaks loose but you're still kind of sitting there like okay you know this is bullshit this is bullshit this is bullshit you know even though it's not like it's just they blow past all that stuff and um i don't know i mean maybe that's just like the the reputation of the movie kind of you know working reverse on me thinking it would you know just instantly open with something crazy and and it does but then i don't know like the is the whole movie supposed to be a flashback or was it just kind of that bullshitty thing where you know and again it's like another trope or it's like it's like a trope within a trope where a character shows up and they're just kind of wounded 
and you don't know who, who they are, but you want to know like why they're hurt. And then here's this lovely video of this character being <laughs> impossibly, you know, wonderful. And it's like, okay, so they're avenging them and there's some connection there. And then it's three weeks later or right. earlier, or, you know. Right. Um, to be quite honest, I don't remember the flashback part that you're talking about. It, it was uh, like the first 60 seconds. Oh, okay. And, and then we're back in time and he gets the dog and you, you start, you sort of start piecing that together from there. I think, um, as far as like a trilogy, they're probably just going to disregard that it's a flashback because of how these are sewn together. Um, I don't know if you've seen the second one yet. No, I didn't watch that yet. But this is it, John Wick one and two and three. It's like a marathon of a movie. They take place within hours of each other. So, um, oh man, <laughs> so the whole flashback because there were so many dangling <laughs> plot threads from John Wick. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's, um, it's like John Wick 2 is like the day after, uh, the end of this movie. And then three is the next day after two, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know how this person, if you look at them in a trilogy as a whole, like, yeah, how is he still standing, you know, just from not just from exhaustion. How has that not overtaken him yet? Uh, but um, I thought the the um, that opening sequence of what he's capable of was a really good primer for the rest of the movie. And then you jump into him really becoming a nuisance for uh, the the mafia which is a russian mafia you also learn that john wick is a part of it a part of the same mafia because of his russian tattoos on his back you know uh i don't know if it's after or before the fight sequence in his house it might be like just before they're arriving but you see him in the shower and he has like the russian stars on his back and all this stuff you're like oh he's he's part of the same group that took his or took his car and killed his dog, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, then it's just, it's him kind of going up the ladder, the rest of the movie of killing everything in his way. Um, he next finds out that, uh, his, uh, this punk kid is at like a, a bathhouse slash club. What? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know how things work in New York. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't live either. there. I don't Maybe know much about thing. Russians either. Seems you very know. unsanitary to me, but, uh, you know. Right. Um, so he gets in there, um, kills uh, the Russian kid's best friend while he's in the bathroom. Uh, and then goes into a huge fight sequence at a club. It's awesome. This, uh, this was eye opening. Uh, I like there's so many things happen so fast, but there's so much to love about this movie, you know, um, what he's capable of his fighting style, all that stuff. And then, you know, come to find out like the immense training that John wick or not John wick that Keanu Reeves had for this movie 
he started training six months before this movie with all sorts of jujitsu and gun training. Um, and there's clips on YouTube of him going through his gun course. I don't know if I would consider it training because you said you brought up something about how he learned a lot of things from the matrix regarding like weapons and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of made it into a hobby of himself. So I don't know if he had much gun training, but he did have a lot of fight training for this movie. Keanu's a beast and, and he's been trained by some of the best people, the best stunt people in the business. And even with the matrix, they had, uh, I think they trained for a good six months, maybe nine months um, leading up to the filming of that movie because they had a lot of gun training and a lot of karate training on various martial arts, mixed martial arts, um, before they even got to the choreography just so that people had a baseline. So like the main actors like Keanu, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fish- Fishburne had a baseline on all that stuff so that um, you know when it did happen... You know, they they weren't just actors kind of parroting a move. And, you know, that was kind of revolutionary. And I I think just from the little clips that I've seen of Keanu online here and there um, that, you know, he just took to that like a duck to water and kept up with it because it kind of awakened something with him within him. And, uh, you know, so when they started the the, the pre-production on this film, um, yeah, definitely. And, and the director of this, I think was even his stunt double on no, the Matrix. Uh, yeah. On the Matrix. Yeah. As well as, um, a stunt choreographer, uh, for many movies, including the expendables that you mentioned earlier, um, either right. assistant, uh, stunt coordinator or like the stunt coordinator for 80 movies. Like it's a lot like this director is the guy. You know, like if there's any director you would want to direct stunts in a movie, it would be him. Fascinatingly enough, John Wick was his directorial debut. Uh, the director's name is uh, Chad Stolensky. I might be saying that wrong, but uh, I'm not good with names. Uh, it's also interesting that Keanu Reeves himself has this really interesting ability um, so action stars normally, um, they can only remember so many moves in a row, right? Uh, so, and it's usually about three or four. So, you know, there's a choreography that has to happen in mm-hmm. stunts or fighting. A lot of actors can only remember three of those moves. And then, you know, they have to cut or move to a different angle to continue the sequence. Keanu Reeves, on the other hand, has this weird ability and awesome, too, that he can remember an astronomical amount compared to other people. He said it's in the like 20 to 25 range. Like he can remember that many moves that he has to do for a fight sequence, which is awesome for this type of movie. Yeah, because that means they don't have to cut as much. Right. You know, a lot of the action sequences are one shot and you're like what (laughs) you know you're looking at this and you're like this is insane yeah but it's just because he can remember so much yeah and and the fact that you're seeing him in the middle of it i i think really adds a lot of production value to it because it's not oh there's the back of the head of the stunt guy and then cut you know it's kind of the same thing with like tom cruise and mission impossible where you know he does his own stunts and and you know is that hardcore about it 
Um, I, I think the two of them could give each other a very good run for their money. So, it, you know, it, John Wick should go up against Ethan Hunt at some point. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that, would, that would be amazing. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like most actors with like the three moves thing, it, it's kind of because they're choreographing that on the spot and they got the stunt coordinator there and everything. Um, audio yeah. from those scenes is, is usually unusable because, you know, it, it, as they're going through the motions, it's like punch number one, block number two step back number three you know so the soundtrack of those scenes is usually one two three four five five cut right know? right and and uh that's why a, a lot of fight scenes seem um you know this is just kind of a peek behind the curtain for you know people that don't know but that's why a lot of fight scenes you see on film there's there's like a really overdone you know sort of fight <laughs> right sound going on it's like really overwrought um you know like a shaw brothers kung fu movie uh you know because that's a heavy-handed sound designer coming in to cover over the one two three twenty you know kind of <laughs> right design. but uh, um, yeah no that's that's great and and that was one of the things that made this a lot of fun t- to watch was trying to see all right, you know, when are they going to cut? And, you know, you're going through a lot of this Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Capoeira, Aikido, Krav Maga, kind of mixed with, um, you know, CQC gunplay. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, I think when you see... This one's really good as far as, like, the how long the cuts are between... Or in the action sequence. They're so much longer they take so much more advantage of it in the sequel. Like his, that ability that he has where you're just like it, it, I like the second one better because of it, uh, where you're seeing longer durations in between cuts and you're just like, this is nuts, man. (laughs) Like this stuff that happens in the second one is, but I I mean, I don't want to go too much into the second one. We'll, we'll talk about that at a different time. Um, Meanwhile, the camera guy's dying because he's please cut. I can't hold this fucking thing steady anymore. Um, 70 pounds. uh, Interesting thing that I found out about Keanu Reeves uh, during this one actually had to do with the Matrix. Um, Because of all like the wire work, he suffered from a back injury that um, two of his vertebrae were starting to fuse together. So he actually had to have back surgery. And now he can't lift his head uh, backwards um, because of it. Like it's oh, wow. stuck in, wow. it's stuck straight. And he, um, last year, the year before, or it was when, shortly after uh, John Wick 3 came out, he was do he got his, um, uh, his hands and footprints in outside of the, that theater in Los Angeles. The, the Hans <laughs> Grauman's Chinese theater. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has his hands and everyone's like taking pictures. <laughs> They're like, Keanu, look up, <laughs> look up. And he's like, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. like he his because his, his he can't lift his head backwards to look up, you know, <laughs> he had to have like so many people tell the paparazzi and the uh, people taking pictures that he couldn't lift his head up, <laughs> you know. Well, that kind of makes sense because they're the, the the scene where um, he's captured and 
you know, tied to the chair where he, he has that speech about, you know, either you will tell me where your son is or you'll die screaming next to him. It's filmed from very down low. Right. And and I that must be to accommodate the fact that he can't really <laughs> look up that He much. can't look. Yeah, like cuz cuz otherwise if you, if you film that straight on, he'd just be like down low with his eyes kind of up and and it'd be like that um private pile uh from uh <laughs> from Full Metal Jacket, you know, it it'd just be like the crazy eyes. Right. Uh okay. man, but that's yeah, that that's sense. awful though, like I mean yeah. dedication though to a to a craft and to like these types of action movies but man hey uh you know that wire work yeah that fused uh two of your vertebrae together yeah, <laughs> those, those, those things aren't comfortable no no Especially uh, if you're a man i love the music in this sequence when they're in the club too that um uh it's kind of like a it's a techno music, and usually I'm not into techno music, but I think it serves John Wick's character really well. It feels like very methodic, you know, and uh, as he's, you know, headshotting 40 people or so in the sequence, mm-hmm. um, it, it's interesting because it feels like the gunshots are with in with the beat of the music, you know. Um well, it was another thing that I was blown away at. You know, it's what this was one of those movies where I didn't expect anything, so everything just seemed to be a surprise. Uh, I don't know. Um, what were your thoughts about this scene or other action sequences in this movie? Well, like I say, I'm that guy that you know came into this like six years too late, and you know this was my first time watching the movie. <laughs> it's like you know that John Wick. It's not bad. Yeah, maybe don't tell anybody else that you don't know that because they're on to part three right now. So. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, did you it, like it? It, it was cool. Was it... I, I did. I really enjoyed it. And like I say, it, it's that kind of fun 80s level of like just, you know, crazy action, you know, but it, it's just modern enough where like modern modern audiences wouldn't pick it apart. And um, I, I did enjoy the fight scenes quite a bit. I, I liked the people they put them up against um, because they were also, you know, not only talented at fighting and fight choreography, but, you know, they happen to be good actors. Like, the, um, I forget her name in the film, but uh, I, I, Adrian Pilecki. Um, I, I was like, you know, I it, it's the girl he fights in the hotel. Oh, OK. And they're just like throwing them each other around and just fucking wrecking that room. Um, you know, that was cool. And like seeing all these, like, because I, I studied mixed martial arts, you know, it, it wasn't like a cool thing to do back in 1998. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like my, the school I was going to karate for happened to be doing that. Um, so I, I guess I was a little cutting edge at the time. So it, it's always fun for me to see, you know, these, these moves and it's like, oh, they're using some jujitsu here, or, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and, you know, watching them like kick off the walls, like when someone has them in a chokehold and, you know, use that to kind of get over an obstacle to reverse the leverage, you know, that that's really fun. And, you know, there's a fine line with movie fighting where, you know, something might be technically correct, but it's not showy enough in order to be fun to watch, because that's why, like, 
John Wayne movies used to do haymakers, like these gigantic, ridiculous haymakers that nobody would throw in an actual fight because you could see it coming from five miles away, put up your hand and, and block it. And that's it. You know, <laughs> right. It's done. Uh, chopped to the throat. And then, you know, John Wayne's on the floor. But, you know, that's kind of audiences have gotten a little more sophisticated as the fighting choreography has gotten a little more sophisticated. And I do think a lot of that owes thanks to, uh, you know, movies like Keanu is made, uh, like the Matrix trilogy. You know, they they were really forward thinking, um, you know, preachy and political and, you know, all that stuff. But from an action movie standpoint, the thing a lot of people, you know, it's kind of like when Friday the 13th came out and all the imitators imitated the wrong things. Like all the things Friday the 13th got wrong and not the things that got right. So there was a lot of movies that imitated like the wire foo and the bullshit camera moves and things like that because it's, oh, it's cool and that's neat. But the real thing, the real um, quality that those movies brought was the evolution of gunplay and and kung fu and fighting to uh, a big budget triple a action film and i think it, it's really cool to see you know just the uh, the trajectory of keanu's career because you know bill and ted is so wildly different from bram stoker's right. dracula which is so wildly different from the matrix which was again different from Constantine and then into John Wick. So, you know, th- there's kind of ebbs and flows in there, but yeah, well, we're definitely know, in a Keanu sense. Well, right now. I, well, for sure. Yeah. And I think John, the John Wick movies are a big part of that. Um, you know, he, he never went away, but, uh, he, he, he's definitely back in a big way. So, right. That's, that's good for him. And, and it, it's kind of a natural progression. And that's where I was going with this long meandering statement is that <laughs> it, it's kind of a natural progression of something that he helped um, iterate. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, the, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I just find it interesting that this uh, Keanu Reeves should really be put up on a pedestal like um, like Harrison Ford is. There's like not too many roles where like if you think of Harrison Ford, you think of Solo and uh, Indiana Jones, you know, and I think this like Keanu Reeves deserves the same respect with like John Wick and with Neo from Matrix. I mean, Matrix Revolutions was pretty garbage, but uh, I enjoyed the other two. (laughs) Yes, they were. Yeah. I remembered this weird interview I saw with Keanu Reeves after um, the last Matrix movie came out. And he was so fascinated about how the Wachowskis got um, water droplets to look like they did in that movie because of the brain. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, man. Like that's just an odd thing to bring up in an interview, but um, this is a high shot. I have no idea. Yeah, but they he was talking about how long how long the water droplets were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it, know. 
It was a high shutter rate with extreme high okay. water pressure. Because <laughs> it's okay. blasting water down, and then there's no sense of motion blur, so they weren't blurry. Okay. Um, the next sequence that I really love in this movie is when he goes to the church. Uh, and um, I don't know, it's one of those things where you also realize the depth of uh, John Wick's I don't give a fuck attitude. Um, because at this point in the movie, uh, the main, uh, Russian mafia boss does not want to give his son up, right? He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to get his son killed, doesn't want his son to die. So he's hiding his son. John Wick, on the other hand, is now pissed off at the father because the father brought the hit, hit squad to his home. Uh, so to put the squeeze on the Russian mob, um, he just goes into the church and then you find out that it's a, a bank vault, like a money vault for the Russian mafia. And the priest, who's also the head of the bank vault, um, is under the impression that John Wick wants to steal all the money. And instead, John just sets it all on fire, you know, uh, just to put the squeeze on the Russian mafia, so they give up this uh, Russian mafia son. Uh, and another fight sequence uh, ensues. Uh, it, it's just amazing. It's one thing after another. Um, I, I can't stress how much I loved and enjoyed seeing the different styles of uh, fight sequences because you go from like a close quarters combat sequence in the club that's dark into this broad daylight sequence with rifles uh, outside of a church, you know, uh, right. very and, contrast. And there's that whole sense where you think, you know, oh, shit, he just shot a priest. What's he doing? <laughs> bah, but right. he's not a priest. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> right. Um and the, the sequen en sequence ends with the mafia boss actually giving up his son. Um, and then you have the final showdown. I mean, and it's interesting because it sounds like when you're reciting it back that this movie is only like 40 minutes long. But it's the fight sequences that are very long. Like the from when John enters the bathhouse and then gets inside the club is like 15 minutes long. It's a long sequence. And then, you know, there's, you know, plot dialogue that happens in between that just kind of propels John Wick into the next action sequence. And then you get to, you know, the church, and it's another 15 minutes long, you know, from the point that John enters the church to when the Russian boss gives up his son. You know, it's these are long sequences. So to get from like A to B, you're looking at 40 minutes. You know, it's, right. Yeah, uh, there, there had to, you know, like a, a Hollywood way of writing a script is, you know, John Wick has a fight scene and then you just leave a blank page because the writer right. doesn't come up with all of that stuff usually. Um, so I, I wonder how many blank pages this, this movie was, <laughs> right. I, I have to write all that shit out because I'm the one that has to figure it all out when I make my movies. But <laughs> you know, may, maybe I'll get Hollywood enough one day to just write fight scene and then just like leave three pages blank and come back to it <laughs> right. later. Right. Man. 
Um, and then uh, um, I loved the because um, I thought this would have been the end of the movie. Right. And I wouldn't say it's like a false ending, but I thought that this was where the movie was going to end. Uh, John Wick uh, finds the location of the sun and, you know, lays waste with a sniper to a lot of them, you know, and ends up being able to corner the sun. Um, and he he just he, what I love about this is, um, you know, he there's about six or seven people that John Wick kills in this sequence. And most of it's like long range stuff. It's not really close, and it happens in a few minutes. And um, you see the kid running away, but he's cornered in these uh, shipping containers. And uh, John Wick comes up to him, and he's walking up to him, and, you, and it's kind of like this slow motion, like, death is coming for you type thing. And uh, John Wick pulls out, or has his gun by his side, and you can hear the punk kid saying, it's just a... Uh, and I thought this would go on to, like long conversations between the two of them and the kid can't even get the whole sentence out before John puts a bullet in his head and walks away. Yeah. It's like that. that was the writer not wanting to have that speech. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was just so fast where it was like, nobody would have given a shit either because at this point it's like, Nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. Whatever you're going to say, it's wrong. <laughs> and right. he, he didn't deserve a long drug out death because he was a piece of crap and hid behind 300 different guys. And it's just like, you know, that I, that was perfect that. Yeah. And, and the fight with the, uh, the father for the, for the, the climax of the movie in act three is way better <laughs> and way more deserved than that. Yes. You know, uh, it, it's, uh, in this sequence, John kills the majority of the people with his car by either drifting into them yeah. like or running them over. Yeah, yeah, and that was cool how he used the car as a weapon <laughs> to slide into him. And as the guy's rolling yeah. over the roof, he shoots him through the roof. Bah, bah, bah. I know. And then, <laughs> that was you know, awesome. right. Or like when he slid into the guy to uh, in, into into the mayhem guy to break the window with his face (laughs) so he could, you know, shoot him there. That was cool. That was neat. Yeah. I I enjoyed that. So, um, the, the person who plays the Russian mob boss, Michael Nyquist, I think is his name. He actually suffered a pretty severe injury in this, this last sequence. And part of his ear was chopped off so bad that it required 80 stitches By to reattach. Yeah. Oh my God. In this movie. And I, uh, I read this article about it, but it didn't say how it happened or what caused it. I'm assuming that it was the knife fighting sequences, you know, because there wasn't too many moments where he was like in a headlock or something, or like you could see a move that would like crush his ear. So I'm wondering if like just a accident happened, you know, mm-hmm. in that sequence. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, but man, like I've had, you know, uh, like 10 stitches in my chin when I was a kid. And that looked pretty severe. And, you know, that was a crop like underneath my chin. Uh, I can't imagine like 80 stitches in the area as small as an ear. You know, uh, that's. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, 
brutal in the end uh, because like John Wick ends up letting him stab him to get like the his knife away from him to use him to stab the villain. Like it's it's pretty a uh, pretty odd move to do. Um, I thought. Yeah. But. But totally calculated because it's just going into non-fatal. Right. Issue. Like he couldn't right. fatally wounded him where he was trying to stab him. Right. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think. Like, I'm not seeing saying that, I um, would have done it. I'm just. Saying. Right. Oh, man. But it was brutal. One thing I forgot to bring up, man, in the fight sequence in the hotel with that girl, the other assassin. Yeah. uh, Man, each time this happens in any movie, regardless of what it is, it automatically makes me cringe. I don't know if it's something it's like a knee jerk reaction where it's like, oh, God, I don't know if it's because I've had so many personal injuries in my life. Mm -hmm. But when someone is injured, like in this movie, John Wick has a huge laceration around his stomach because he got a broken bottle. Sta- like he was stabbed by a broken bottle oh, in the yeah, sequence yeah, before yeah. in the nightclub. And she, she goes and starts punching that area. In any movie where someone gets attacked at the same body part that was already previously maimed, it just makes me cringe. Like, yeah, yeah, that's and, she, and, she, and so she's pain. got him in this jujitsu armbar on top of that. So, <laughs> right. Oh, it's every time, and it's the same thing when I like see head injuries when someone bangs their head really hard in a movie. It's like, oh man, because oh, uh, good. You know, let me, TLDR. Let me write this down. I'll add it to your list of fears. Uh, well, it's not fears. <laughs> it's like it makes me nauseous whenever I see a a head injury. Yeah, because no, that, I've that's, had that's four a common concussions. Thing. That's a common thing. Yeah. Oh man, I've heard. I, I never want another head injury as long as I live. I they are the I don't worst. Want to have one either. <laughs> They're the worst. Have you ever had one? Uh, yeah, I've yeah, more than a few in They're, my day. <laughs> They're so awful, man. Like the nauseousness, the fatigue, your equilibrium is fucked. So it's just like, why do they got to be so many head injuries in movies? <laughs> like, because it works. It's awful. Yeah, it, it gets, works. Gets you but man, that it gut hits. feeling, man. Gets yeah, yeah. Um, gets, well, gets man, I'm glad. Sympathy pain firing up. Oh, for sure, for sure, it's sympathy pain. Uh, I mean, I haven't had someone attack me in a maimed body part ever, but I'm just saying, like, it's uh, it's awful for me to see that in movies. You know, I, man, I, like. The stitches in my chin, that was like a nasty experience. I wouldn't want someone to like uppercut me in the fucking chin where I just had those stitches. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Uh, Man, but I I can't say enough good things about this movie as a whole. Yeah, it was really entertaining, but they kept it simple. Uh, Was not too convoluted, and it seemed like in the end... Although excessive, John Wick was completely justified in doing what he did. Right. I mean, the, these are you bad know, people, so you, like you can't feel bad about anything he's doing. Right. You know. Um, yeah. It, one it, more it was thing. A, it was that a fun wanna... movie. I'm glad you recommended it. Good. I'm glad that you like. I've only recommended to you like three movies ever. I think. 
What like, were oh, you those, watch. for the record, just to just to get that uh, to Monster it. Squad uh-huh. was the first one. Yep. And you're like, that's really good. You had never seen it before. And then I recommended, um, what is it called? High Tension. That It was a French horror movie. Came out, I don't know, early 2000s. Yeah, and something like that. I enjoyed it a lot, but you're like, that was dumb. <laughs> like, you're one, you're one for two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recommending me movies. Yeah, and, and, you know, it doesn't age that well either, unfortunately. I, um, I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah, it, it was part uh, of that whole I don't know, I'm the killer bullshit phase of horror film writing. And, yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, yeah. It, it, it's just, you know, I, I, I don't think it ages well. Uh, yeah, but I am glad that you liked it. I'm glad that the rest of us aren't crazy in liking something, you know, um, I'm happy that they have continued like like whatever you want. I like Jason X. That movie's garbage. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm responsible for half the US box office of that movie because I got like, that was like yourself included to see it. I know. (laughs) And I was living in Grand Rapids at the time. So it was a. Two and a half hour drive to see that hunk of shit. Yep. Uh, but man, like, okay, with with those types of movies, though, you got to support them when they come out in the theaters. Yeah, or you they know? just well, won't make any more. I mean, there's a caveat to that. You shouldn't support a Rob Zombie movie when it comes out in theaters, you know, but. Um, Shots fired. <laughs> uh, we should go over, like, why I don't like. Rob Zombie movies in a later podcast. Oh, I'd love to talk but, about that. I I can't stand <laughs> Rob Zombie's films. I, I'll just put that right okay. out there. I'm, you know, if, if you like them, great. I don't want to take anything away from anyone. I don't like them. Okay, because here, here's the thing. Because reasons. Yeah, here, and and we'll do yeah. that another time. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I won't go into what I was just going to say then. But yes, okay, what we should do an episode of. We don't like you. Featuring Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, just call it the airing of grievances. <laughs> right. um, but I am happy that they have continued to make more John Wick movies, that they're going to continue to make movies. Uh, I mean, there's a four is already um, going to happen, but it's been delayed a year because, you know, COVID-19, so it's yeah. not coming out until 2022 really? this time. So so many things have been delayed by that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just that. our life in general, but uh, they were filming. I keep bringing up Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible um, 7 and 8. They were filming back to back and they were about to film something in Italy. And, you know, we all know what happened <laughs> to Italy. Right. right. Um yeah, no, um, man, it's 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 not so everything got pushed back at least a year. Yeah, but like I said, we are in the middle of a Keanu sans. We're gonna have another Bill and Ted movie, Matrix Four. You know, like, yeah, that's that'll be interesting because like they they killed him. He's dead. He fulfilled the prophecy. That's so like that's over. That's not a question I ever needed answered. Actually, the Matrix Two and Three were not movies I ever needed to see, but. Um, you know, they happen, so I, they must have a plan for it. I'll watch it. I, I hope it's good. Yeah. You know, for I'll, sure. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Bill and Ted, though, man. Wow. 
Yeah, they have. Um, I mean, they're already pretty far in the movie. I don't know when it's going to be released just because of everything. It's kind of weird now. Started this whole it? like. Yeah, they have like pictures on set and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like with everything being delayed, um, even if a movie's done, it might still get delayed just because of scheduling. You know, it's not like you can take a you can push everything back by six months to a year and then every movie comes out in one year. You know, they kind of have to stagger things a little, you know, to make it profitable. So it's going to be in like the next, you know, six to 12 months to see like what is coming out and how that's affecting the release of other movies, not even sequels to a movie, just like kind of peripheral movies, you know? Right, right. Uh, well, and, and then there's movies that haven't been bumped yet, like Halloween Kills. Like, right. I'm, I'm going to be so fucking mad if this goddamn disease takes that from us, too. <laughs> it's like, I already lost James Bond in April, because it, it was the first James Bond film in forever to not open at Christmas time. Like it was going right. to come out in April, and I was so happy about that. And then it's like, nope, sorry, COVID nineteen, lol. Right. Man, this fucking disease, man. But uh, yeah, it's, if it it's... robs Halloween from us too, because that was pretty much the only other movie I was really, really, really super looking forward to this year. Same. I mean, I I'm going to keep my hopes up, but you just never know at this point. Like, there's so much stuff still in the air about just everything. You know, I don't want to do a deep dive into that right now. It's just my no, I, mind seems I, to be blown everyone, like every other week. Yeah. And that's not what this podcast is about. We're here to talk about <laughs> movies. For the most part, we've loved all the movies we've seen. But we're going to get to other movies in the very near future that might not be so good. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm kind of excited about that. So any any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this up? No, man, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing the sequels, although I'm going to save those and kind of parcel them out. Because like I said, I, I was um, really enjoying Stallone's comeback. I, I liked the, the Rocky film that they did. The Expendables were great. Rambo, eh, you know, Last Blood. I haven't Blood. seen, yeah, I haven't seen that. Well, uh, Last um, Blood. It it is a thing that happened. That's what I'll say about oh, it. Oh, that's not so good. <laughs> that's what I'll say about it. Uh, so, I, it was cool. I'm glad they're out there. I'm glad they're going to make more of them. I I hope people don't you know rush out to imitate it and just let it be its thing because then it's not special anymore. You know, so right. it's it's kind of like our you know good old fashioned dude bro throwback '80s films, but with some modern. Uh, conceits that you know make it fun and like just thin enough written that it's like you know you don't totally care that you like you don't totally have to switch your brain off you know because like with commando with commando john matrix storming an estate guys you know he's he's feeding this he's just kind of walking across the lawn feeding this belt-fed machine gun thousands of guys are just falling down in front of it, you know, versus like a John Wick thing where he's like using cover and kind of tactically coming out behind this thing to do jujitsu, tackle this guy with his legs and shoot and then, you know, roll forward and whatnot. So I still don't believe one man could do all this damage, but God damn it. It's fun to watch. (laughs) Right. No, it is. 
it's really fun to watch. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you had to say about two. I think it's the best of the three. Um, but yeah, like I said, just looking forward to what you had to say about that. I think they really kind of got the the rhythm down of the movie, you know, um, okay. as far as it being like a not having slow parts like there were in the the beginning of this one where it's like, you know what everything is. And OK, I, I, I'll, I'll say it's kind of like a, a Marvel movie from like. Like John Wick part one is like a phase one Marvel movie where you're getting introduced to this world, right? It's kind of an origin story type thing. Whereas like the next phase is it's like you already know all the characters. We're not going to keep reintroducing them to you. You already know this world. Here's the rest of the story, you know? So it's just, it's just, you know, full speed ahead in the second one. Mm -hmm. So... And oh, because the first one was so slow. All right, can't wait. I, well, the first eight minutes, man. The first eight minutes of this movie just oh, seemed yeah. to go on forever. Right. Sure, you know. <laughs> what, what a bunch oh, of spoiled man. moviegoers we are. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> just so incredibly slow. How could you do it to us? Uh, and it really, you know, it's not that long at all, but it does feel like it's longer than that time that time frame so um uh anything you want to um not add but talk about other than john wick before we uh before we take off but like off topic stuff or just sure pitch, pitch stuff yeah anything uh you know I'll, I'll just pitch uh a movie i just remastered rise of the dead um it, it was kind of a classic bombastic entertainment movie if you like zombie movies, I think you'd enjoy it. You know, it's really low budget, but, you know, that works for horror movies. Um, I went back through the whole film, remastered it, and kind of put it back on YouTube. Very, very slight editorial changes just for technical reasons, but, you know, it's nothing that anybody would really notice or, or care about. You know, th th this isn't Star Wars. Like, I, I didn't, you know, make Rito <laughs> fire first or anything like that. It was just kind of like... You know, yeah, that shot was unusable. What else do we have kind of thing? And, um, you know, very minor tweaks. But, you know, a, a lot of that was kind of born out of technical necessities that I won't bore people with. But it was a fun movie. It was an older movie. It's not as slick as something I'd make today. But um, I would like to get back to, to the whole, you know, zombie genre and make something along those lines again. Um, I, I just haven't. As long as I can get it. killed in it. <laughs> is that the rule we have to yeah okay well i i can yeah. make that i can make that happen. it'll be a cold day in hell when i can't figure out how to kill a man so that's i'm For a bad sure. i'm a bad person to say that too so um you got it coming to you i'm gonna deliver it now so <laughs> uh you can find that on my youtube channel it's bombastic entertainment if you type in bombastic entertainment i'm what you find um so check that out Give us a like, uh, give us a subscribe. That, that'd really help us out and a lot. Also, I just want to add, he's got a ton of other movies on there, too, that are really clever, especially like the choose your own adventure style movies. And is that an accurate term for it? Yeah. Uh, choose your own adventure. They're really cool. I also recommend checking those out as well. Um, but uh, yeah, they are on his YouTube channel. Bombastic Entertainment is what you have to search for. Uh, awesome. Uh, for me, I just want to thank, um, I had a Memorial Day sale 
on my store and people came out in force and it's been bananas or was bananas. And I just want to thank everyone for that. Like that was really impressive uh, and pretty awesome to see. So that's all. I mean, other than that, I've been working on a lot of different artwork. It's, it's always one of those things where it's like, I'm always working on something, but I don't want, I feel like in every episode, it's like, I don't want to talk about it yet. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, sure. I'm kind of one of those people that's a little secretive about what I'm working on until I, I feel like I'm at a good place to be like, this is what I'm doing next. You know, what well, I'm still you know, trying it's, to it's in the formative it. stages. People would ask questions yeah. you don't have answers to. And, you know, yeah. you're still in the discovery process. So that that's totally understandable. For sure. Um, and then uh, one thing that I do want to say is like um, the I uh, collaborated with another artist friend of mine. Uh, his name's Andrew Heath. And we made um, uh, a website uh, and we put uh, like DVD covers that you can like print and download of and Blu-ray covers of artwork that we made in the past. And it's completely free. And you're more than welcome to like go to the website. The re- website is called thisisrevision.com. Nice. And you can grab those uh, free uh, DVD covers, Blu-ray covers. You can download them, print them out, and then swap them out with the you know covers that you used to have that's in your cool. collection. That's yeah. That's really, I thought I've it was got, really fun. I've got all kinds of people that are totally into that kind of thing. I'm going to turn them on to that. What's the website cool. again? Uh, this is revision.com. All right. So boom. And that's cool. um, right now there's 12 different covers up there. Six from myself and six from Andrew Heath. So definitely check that out if you get a minute. Um, it was a pretty cool project. We're going to be continuing to add uh, new covers as we move forward. Nice. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Hell yeah. But all right. Well, that's it. That wraps up this episode. Uh, once again, everyone who's been listening, well, our listener, maybe <laughs> just more than that. the one, you we know more... who you are, you know yeah. who you are. We, we appreciate you, that one person, <laughs> yes. you have been our biggest fan. Um, no, but, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. It's been fun doing these. Uh, and as always stay safe. Uh, we'll talk to you soon though. Um, Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Bye, everyone. Take care.